0: Welcome to the February 12th edition of One Nation Radio. I'm your host, Rich Ladder, of course, with James Boyd here, my co-host. James, what's going on, man?
1: Not much, man. This is the second time we've had to start this podcast. I'm just going to stay straight right now off-rip. Of Ross sucked. <laughs> <laughs> now, now do, now do the plugs that we need to do for the show so we can get through this, this fucking disaster and go.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Boy, boy. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to the show for another week here on LOP Radio. Of course, um, supporting us over on the Social Place Podcast Network as well. Make sure you guys give us a visit over on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Radio. You get the random shows uh, on the $1 tier. Throw us a buck, you know, uh, sh- show some love to the show, support us monetarily. Uh, and if you guys uh, are really digging it, jump up to the five buck level. We got the uh, road to 173. Yes, I'm rewatching the streak for Goldberg. Uh, and of course, we're adding going to be adding more series after that. Uh, but yeah, this show was wretched, awful, stank all that everything you you want to want to name it had really long boring matches illogical writing just infuriating uh killing of stars um just (laughs) just just a bunch and a a really good revival tag team match just stuck in the death spot um with ever with nothing but just just disappointment just lording all over the show james overall thoughts on our raw
1: it sucked i mean what more do you want like i remember the point right after the bobby lashley and all that other nonsense in the second hour and i didn't realize the second hour because it was like after they got done with that six-way tag match i was like oh wow damn this was a long ass raw um <laughs> but there's only a half hour left i look up it's instead of it being i'm thinking it's 10:29. it's 9:29. i'm like oh, yeah i have to go through another hour and a half of this nonsense and luckily i guess uh they had a really great match between um um the in the tag match for the tag titles between uh i guess uh glorious alpha and and in <laughs> uh, the revival and outside of that I mean there was very little to uh, to to be inspired or, or enjoy on the rest of the show. Very little.
0: Yeah, man. It was just like, you know, what they did with Nikki Cross, how they merged. Let's do it. Ruby. Let's just yep, do, run through let's the show. Do let's let the show. So, um we were in Grand Rapids, Michigan. A, a crowd that was actually happy to see this uh <laughs> this show. Imagine
1: how bad this <laughs> show would have been had this crowd like not been v- great. For the first two hours of the show.
0: Yeah, man. So, Triple H and Stephanie were in the ring because if there is a hot storyline, we got to bring them out. Um, They said that we have a stop at the Elimination Chamber on the road to WrestleMania. They built up the Women's Tag Team Championships. Triple H mentioned Daniel Bryan having to defend the belt. They announced that Ronda is going to be defending against Ruby, who will face Becky. Uh, That was until this. They threw to last week's video where Stephanie and uh, Triple H both got their heads went upside uh, by Becky Lynch. Becky, uh, just, it it struck me when they played this video. Stephanie has been so awful over the years that unjust ass whoopings count for all the times that she's gotten, gotten over on someone without any type of, uh, reparations. So the crowd was cheering uh, big for Becky after the video, Steph said, we're still going to do what's best for business and give us what we want. Uh, Becky, she said, Becky saw her doctors last week, not WWE's doctors, but they ended up conferring and. Uh, Becky's music hit from there. Graves came out here and uh, started. No, hating. no, let's
1: stop. Let's not right there because I've already, I pissed off because the whole show, rethinking about all this stuff. So last week we can't have you, Russell. Why? Because and the, you think of all the reasonable reasons that this was a real life thing. You said, okay, well, you have to see our doctors in order for you to perform. This is in the interest of protecting these crazy these crazy people that throw their head at the ground for a living on themselves. Okay. That makes sense. That's reasonable. Whatever else, even if you're evil or you're about to become evil in a, in a week or a month or, or six months, whatever, whatever. So she's suspended. They bring her back and say that, Oh yeah, you talk to your doctor and we talked to uh, your doctor and our doctor said that your doctor says, okay, so it's okay. What
0: I ain't never heard of nothing like this.
1: Now, think of all the times in, you watch sports, Rich. Think of all the times there's been some type of medical discrepancy between a particular player and a medical staff on a team. Do the, do the te- does the team ever just go by? Well, their doctors say that's okay, so it's so we'll just let whatever fly is supposed to what our medical staff uh, has told us. I mean, does I got ever happen.
0: I mean, I got an example of WWE where this this shit doesn't happen, like <laughs> Daniel Bryan. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Daniel Bryan, Kawhi, living in the Spurs, uh, Tom Brady when he got his ACL uh, repaired uh, in two thousand eight uh, against with doctors that, that the Patriots didn't want. Um, T-Mac, getting a microfracture surgery on his knees. I can go through another dozen of these. What the fuck is this? Go ahead, continue. Yep.
0: So Graves thinks that Becky should be suspended, even if she's popular. Sounding like every every hater that you or I have ever met in our lives. Um, Becky comes out and says that it's nice to be here and you know see, nice to see y'all looking well and she saw Stephanie's swelling went down and Becky told her that she would hit her harder next time essentially uh, Triple H apologizes for what he said last week he said doc, WWE's doctors conferred with Becky's doctors and they will clear her Triple H said Becky was unsuspended so her match was on Steph made it official official, but it all sounded flawed uh, she said it would take place if Becky Becky could do one more little thing uh, she shot her some bullshit about being being a role model uh, to girls and women and all this other stuff to antagonize her into saying she is sorry for punching them in the face um triple H said the match will be on all you have to do is apologize to stephanie and triple h and from here i was like what is going on here and it was only a bad sign of things to come whole crowd chants no Becky fires up, says your whole family has been screwing people for decades. I'll fight y'all, too. And you're wrinkled up, old man. And she essentially told them to take that apology and shove it up their ass or arse, you know, in her uh, Irish accent. Stephanie screamed on Becky, met her face to face like she wanted to run it. And Triple H told her that this isn't the hill you want to die on. Think clearly. Put your pride behind you. Do you want to fight here or at WrestleMania? Do you want to go fight for your dreams? By the end of the night, you will fight Ronda Rousey. Will you, You'll show that you're the man, or will you choose to throw it all away? This shit just Rich, like...
1: Put your pride to the side. I'm sorry. Oh. Are, aren't you the one asking someone in public to, to give a public apology? Bro... To, no, no. To satiate your ego, not because it's needed to actually get it done. It's to placate your own ego by you telling this. But remember, they're not the heels. This is the heel right now.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Continue. Wow. Yeah, the crowd just loves Becky, and I, I just immediately thought, wow, every time someone gets gets popular, they have to fight the evil authority. It is the same thing as Daniel Bryan. It, they've tried this with Roman Reigns. They've tried this with John Cena. They've tried this with <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. They've tried this literally since 1998 uh, to varying degrees of success because they have one idea from there Sasha's music just hit and ended the segment. So as soon as I was grooving, uh, I heard the damn, it's always a good time diet music and Bailey came out and she got, we saw an inset promo. Naya said the chamber was going to be turned into the Samoan slaughterhouse, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> we had ourselves a good old fashioned WCW triangle match. So, uh, it was Boston Hug connection versus Tamina and Naya and the riot squad. This match was really long. Uh, there was a bunch of We want Bailey chance while Tamina and Liv Morgan were setting the sport back inside the ring. <laughs> Liv gave it a won couple.
1: That. It won that,
0: <laughs> Liv gave uh, Naya actually a couple of nice drop kicks in there. Uh, the riot squad jumped on Sasha to take us to the break and essentially Sasha got carried out by the geeks uh, after when we came back from break. Sasha, once again, not being used in the match because they're always funny about Sasha Banks injuries and never being transparent. Um, Bailey was getting dragged, uh, and I don't think she remembered the rules that, at that point that she could tag out, out of the match, but then, you know... She... No,
1: no, <laughs> get to it, and then once it happens, I'm... go ahead.
0: So, Bailey then tagged live, and then the Riot Squad started doing a bunch of drop kicks and knees, and the heels were getting the heat on each other and making comebacks, and Tamina went for a god-awful splash and caught knees, Bailey tagged in, and she, she ran... <laughs> she jumped, landed on her feet, Got and then a, a a
1: boot got put up and then she collapsed to the ground.
0: Yeah. Uh Bailey tagged in, she ran wild on Liv, double stunnered Tamina and Liv, killed Liv with a drop kick, killed Nia with a drop kick. Somehow Nia and Tamina ended up back in there and they Samoan dropped uh this dumb baby face uh Bailey for the one, two, three.
1: Okay, so last week, because Sasha had some injury or whatever. Uh, Bailey more or less winning alone in a, in a match against uh, what was that, Mickey? No, no I'm sorry. That was Mickey crossing she Shabbat, right? Yep. Okay, so she violently fights and she ends up more effectively winning a, handi- a 2 one handicap match. And it got, her, it got her a little bit over. Then in this match, the match starts and immediately Liz tries to tag out um, and it goes into the opposite corner. and goes into the Walsall Connections corner. And both of them, Sasha and Billy both, realizing that the stipulation is if you lose, if you're the one that gets pinned, submitted, counted out, disqualified, whatever, or not disqualified, whatever. Uh, if you lose, you're the one that goes in first on the raw side uh, in the limited chamber. So what did they do? They said, we can't lose if we ain't playing and we're not in. So they both jumped off the apron because... They're not idiots. So then they go through the match. Sasha gets laid out, as you said. Bailey, Bailey is chilling to herself. She gets back into the match at one point. She gets herself out of it, and then all of a sudden she decides to tag in and violently fight. And she fights and she fights and she fights. And she fights. She's getting over the people were laughing she did last week, and it's like she's doing it again. She's fighting from underneath against against All odds and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Nia lays out bailey because it's very similar to uh how she crossed uh, sasha at survivor series Just like i don't like these two for no reason other than i'm evil uh crosses <laughs> her to uh tamina gets in uh tags naya back in and then um naya uh pins bailey so Bailey's just a dumbass who like after understanding what the situation was decided you know what i'm gonna give it a go I'm gonna try to win this at a third just because and at the end is made to like a fucking buffoon. After after you killed her off for I don't know, what when was that? Was that May twenty seventeen was she since she's been dead?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: You gave the crowd actually got behind her for a night. I mean, she's been over at certain points or, or whatever through at times, but I mean, like it looked like this could have been something to build upon. They completely squashed her off and killed her. Um, maybe this is a story that ties into what's going to happen at Elimination Chamber. Maybe not because you know, they how they are when it comes to uh, doing something and then just dropping it. Uh, so we'll, so we're going to see, but I seriously doubt that this is going to turn into anything for Bailey. And they just basically killed that off.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just confused uh, during this match. This yeah. match like went long too, and <laughs> you yeah. And know. the
1: thing is, they could accomplish the same thing they're going for if they just changed the rule to be winner picks whatever slot for whoever whoever they want. Like it's dealer's choice if you win, and everything happens. It doesn't make it doesn't make Beta look like a dumbass for getting back in the ring. She's trying to win to get to get the last slot in the elimination chamber, the sixth slot, and then Nia screws her over and it says, you know what? Sasha, she she's really hurt right now. But that Bailey, she's been damn impressed the last three weeks. And that match against Ronda after uh, Royal Rumble, the week before, and in, in this match. So I'm gonna pin her. And then with Sasha being so vulnerable and Bailey being a threat, I'm gonna use my pick to make them come out first and screw them because I'm evil. And I'm a heel. It would have made Sasha look. It would have made uh, Bailey look um, strong. It would have made uh, Nia look like a tactician. Nope, not doing that shit. Fuck them. Uh,
0: this was very low on the list of outrage, which out for me, I'll I'll get to what I've got. It, 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 it
1: later, was but... just a steady diet of things that pissed me <laughs> off throughout the show. So yeah,
0: yeah. So Becky walked by Elias, who was playing guitar at what do you know, eight thirty seven p.m. because we show Elias at the bottom of hours. Um, Finn tried she he ran she ran into Finn Balor, uh, who tried to make her pride not get the best of her. Finn tried to essentially make Becky a loser like him. Uh, shoe, get away. Don't try to infect the man with, with you know, your your losing attitude. Um, Becky complimented Finn's abs. Finn's looked like he hadn't seen carbs in a decade. Uh, Elias came out. He was going to do a shtick, and then they flashed to a Seth Rollins video, and I thought, like, there was a mess up or something, but no, it turned out to be, like, part of this gimmick. It was a gag. Yeah, it, it was, was a gag. gag. It was
1: like, we're going to do bad television, as a gag to get your attention and make you think, what's going on? Yeah, like this is the same things like when Otis came out with Alexa Bliss two, three weeks ago. Did they? Have, oh yeah, did they ever explain a tie-in? Why they, uh, Why that, Why that PA had to run in on Alexa Bliss? Hey, they, have, have we ever figured that out yet?
0: No. And, and this was, you know, this is leading to a story. All right. <laughs> um, so. Um, Elias was was gonna do a shtick again, but they played an awesome Seth Rollins video. Uh, just yeah. you know, went over his last year of his career. They they did leave a couple things out about you know Seth Rollins getting moved around, uh, you know, uh, over and over and over again and being made an understudy uh, in the Shield. But if, never mind. If I
1: remember correctly. Didn't they put the date of the Gauntlet match was on on the screen? Yes, that was what February or March of two thousand of last year, right? Yes. Okay. So so. No, on this no, episode. One, hey,
0: no one's talking about that match since.
1: No, okay, but here's the thing, right? They they went out here and wanted to remind us of something from the past, right? All right, continue with the show.
0: Yep. <laughs> so um, after that, Elias tried to play again, um, and the Lucha House Party interrupted. So Elias said that he was the greatest musical act on the planet, He said his album wasn't nominated at the Grammys. Kalisto came out, and they actually handed him a mic. Kalisto said, unlike you, we love entertaining the WWE Universe. But tonight, you know, we want to walk with Elias because, I mean, who doesn't? So Elias goes to play again. He does his Cheap Heat song, just like the other hundred times you've seen it. After that, Kalisto wants to play too. So Kalisto takes Elias' spot on the chair. And probably my favorite moment of Monday Night Raw, Elias loads the the, uh, guitar up like a baseball bat clobbers this fucker uh, across the back and then runs out of the ring uh while the other two guys try to catch him.
1: <laughs> you ain't gonna give you ain't gonna give Kalisa no shine. He gave no. the guitar and told that man to play the guitar and he actually can play. So you got to pop.
0: Hey. No? Nope.
1: Oh, damn. All right.
0: Nope. The, I mean that was just,
1: I mean that I don't know why you're being so mean. That look, was not like like the third or fourth or fifth best thing to happen on Raw that whole the, the whole show yesterday. Look,
0: he 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 might be a bum of the week nominee. That man, that man, uh, for, via the Little John rule, like <laughs> he came out there, you know, where he wasn't needed. He turned his back on a man, and they got that that You cannot trust because he is a heel again. That has That is brandishing a weapon, and that heel <laughs> laid you out. It's Vince
1: McMahon's Wrestle wrestle Factory. You never know who's going to turn him on you.
0: (laughs) So, even more reason to be guarded. So, uh, Bobby Lashley's music cut them off. uh, And we got Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre. So, yeah. Now, this match turned into what was a marathon segment. And I don't even like, you know, when I was watching this, funny story. I was explaining this show uh, to Josh earlier. I completely botched what I told him. I was like, "Yeah, man, uh, Finn Balor wrestled Bobby Lashley first, and then Bobby Lashley won by Finn Balor getting his leg put on the rope." Then I pulled up my review, no. and I was like, "Wow, that actually didn't happen. That show no. was just no, no, soul, that did happen. Sucking. but That
1: happened in the first fall before they restarted the match in the six-man tag."
0: Oh, okay. See? Uh yeah, th- this one uh it, it was it was too much. So uh Finn Balor went over uh Drew McIntyre by D Q, uh McIntyre jumped Balor to start the match. Uh, you know, more guys got involved. Kurt Angle, Strowman, Corbin, um Lashley, uh and uh one more guy. You want me to, you want me to take Kurt over Angle. part of what exactly happened or no? <laughs> Sure.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, this shit. Yeah. Uh Matt or uh, Balor had uh, McIntyre in some type of trouble. Uh, Lashley came out. Um, so did uh, your boy. Um, um, Lashley, Lashley Rush came out. They they intervened and then all of a sudden Kurt Angle came out to even the odds or seemingly even the odds. And then all of a sudden Corbin came out and it made it a heel advantage game. Then Strowman came out and then uh, and cleared cleared all that ruckus up and then all of a sudden it came back commercial break into a six man tag and he and, and like as you saw like corbin come out you're like oh my god they're really reforming this fucking group that tanked the ratings <laughs> like right after survivor series like they crush the ratings with all that heat and they fire corbin and yada 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 and it's a new it's a new era and all that other garbage they shot us um, eight weeks ago. What happened and, to that? And and look, we right back. Except Corbin's not actually running things no more. He's just he's still he he's still out here doing what he wants, but he's not quote unquote running things no more. So you know that's that's yeah.
0: You know, we're the authority, James. Um <laughs> or whatever the fuck that is. Yeah, um,
1: if I had the authority, I'd move this show to two hours.
0: I moved this show uh to cancellation, like
1: <laughs> <laughs> so- <laughs> Come on! I can not cancel it raw. Get out of here.
0: You know, you know, flip the business model up. You know, try something new. Uh, Strowman ended up uh, catching Lashley with a power slam. Balor hit the coupe de gras and Lashley for the win. Uh, Kevin Owens sent in an update to the WWE universe. Uh, he was wearing a hat and bowling, and you know, he said he's been watching raw, and it's hard to people watch, you know, to watch people do what he wants to do. He said he's about a month away from returning. Um, The original plan for Owens was for him to show up after WrestleMania, but maybe there's a difference. Now, he doesn't know uh, if he's on a Raw or SmackDown anymore, which is insane if you think about it. Um, This man is still being paid by this company. Got an injury, and all of a sudden his brand status is in the air, so I don't... Like, this stuff, this is stuff... These are things that they can use, actually, for segments and storylines. Like, they could have a thing where kevin owens is either a deciding what brand he wants to go to or b the commissioners or you know the mcmahon's essentially assigning him they could use that for tv time but no they just have this guy announcing it (laughs) so rich rich you said
1: that like they could do this then the third those all sound that all sounds good and great they can do anything they want it's fake (laughs) correct so when it so when i hear people talking about these excuses for why this show could, uh, can't be better or why this why this segment sucked ass or anything else it always comes back to yeah sounds good until you remember the part where like it's a fake show and you can make it whatever the fuck you want why does this show suck every single every other week like this
0: <laughs> yo th- this show is so bad it was so bad, y'all. And, I
1: don't know uh... if I'm on Raw or SmackDown. Okay, since you do since Kevin doesn't know whether or not he's on Raw or SmackDown. Even the last time we saw him, he was literally on Raw. Why don't we move some of these guys that are on SmackDown that are that sometimes we use, sometimes we don't, like Andrade or Ray or or Orton or whoever else or AJ. And move them to Raw because we have no depth on Raw whatsoever. We have all these dudes that can't do shit. Maybe add a veteran or two that's not Kurt Angle, someone that you actually would actually, you know, have to concern for being the piss out of, and use them at the top or in the middle somewhere.
0: Like Raw is just like you know, and we're currently in the middle of a series with the um, Doc Chat Matthews. Now we fired. Um, we, we kept nine male acts on, on Raw. like essentially- no,
1: the idea, no, hold on, i know going to pitch. The idea was we were going to keep 40 uh, male acts out of all the WWE. Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live, NXT, NXT UK. We only ended up, we cut so many people off of the Raw roster that there were only nine men on the Raw roster. The three-hour A show.
0: And also, out of those nine men that we that we kept, Sami Zayn is gone, Kevin Owens is gone, Roman Reigns is gone. Dean Ambrose is about to be gone. So that leaves us with how many, James? Five? Yeah, it was like, and, yeah, and,
1: it, it, it was like <laughs> McIntyre, Strowman, Rollins. Uh,
0: and the Revival.
1: Oh, Balor. And Balor. And, like the Revival.
0: Yeah. It's way too, th- they're spread way too thin talent-wise, and there's no excuse for it
1: none because like you said it's fake they are here the like because of an injury kevin owens isn't a raw is not a raw uh status person so let's do that with everyone else shaming there's not a brent there's not a robbery no more we saw we saw shane bring his happy goofy ass uh eight weeks ago with the mcmahon's rest of his family down here to say that we're all in this together we're not doing this no more okay how about we trade some of this talent and stop making three uh the three hour raw suck so bad
0: yeah <laughs> um then uh, Charlie Caruso was in the back. She interviewed Becky Lynch. She asked Lynch what she would say to fans if uh, she took away the match with Rousey by not apologizing. Becky just didn't give a fuck and walked off. Up next, uh, Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross. Now, here is where my fury begins. So, Ruby Riot has one week to get over as a challenger. And Cole, like, they, they not only interrupt this match, while it's going on to cut to Rhonda and Becky. And then Rhonda walks up to Becky with just this. She asks her what's more important, making history or pushing your ego. We can make history, all this, you know, bullshit. It's bigger than them. And she told her it's time for her to man up. And she said, if Lynch says anything, but sorry, she's sorry. She's admitting she's too much of a coward to face her. It's like, yo, like like what did you think it is, James?
1: <laughs> okay, so you mean to tell me that two weeks ago, Londa Rousey said to Maggie's face, dead in her eye, in front of a whole arena that everyone in this arena knows that I can kill you with my bare hands without breaking a sweat. I'm sorry. Aren't we are we supposed to be human beings that have a feelings and emotions or an adults and unhandled situations? Once you say something like that, you can't get, you can't take that back and reason with anyone. No, I'm not trying to hear that. You're lucky I don't Never mind. I, like I'm sorry. I, it makes no sense. Like if someone said that to me, we can we're no longer on speaking terms. Like it's on site, it's am gotta I right?
0: Be, it got to be on site, and there, there's no security there. There's no geeks uh, to jump in the middle of the fight. But no, we're, we're we. I'll get to it later uh, with the Becky thing. But you and know. another
1: thing, it's perfectly fine for for WWE to push uh, their potential match wherever the hell they do as the first ever all women's main event at WrestleMania. That's perfectly fine. However. For them to talk about that as opposed to what they've already laid down face to face with each other to get over how much they hate each other's fucking guts and you want to watch them beat the piss out of each other, right? For her to come to hear her and say that is like, that would absolutely not be what she would be thinking. She would be thinking, you need to set this right so I can beat your ass. Let alone the fact they're even talking to each other. I wouldn't even have them even talk in the same room as each other. We're I, not without somebody pulling them apart.
0: I, w- I wouldn't have done that there. I wouldn't have done it during this match. I would have done it during that forty-one second, uh, forty-one minute segment that absolutely meant nothing. Uh, when when the night was over, that six man tag, cut it, that shit it, off.
1: This this thing came off as a complete excuse just to have Ronda on the mic saying something, or not on the mic, but have her say her. We want to hear her voice as opposed to, well, we haven't done anything with her, like. This I I don't I don't think they're terrified.
0: It's like they're terrified of putting her in front of a live audience.
1: And and given that at the end of uh Raw, they may know they may even try to pretend like like Ruby could even be a threat to win the title, right? I'm getting there. So So (laughs) So we throw that at the end plus what we saw in here and it's like complete afterthought. Why even put Nikki Cross out there to get beat because she had a couple, she had a little bit going for herself, uh, the, the three weeks that she was on TV or whatever else. Get yeah, up, no, beat her so she could be cannon fodder for cannon fodder.
0: Yes. So Nikki Cross right. randomly was a heel last week. She is back as a baby face this week without a turn. Um, and the whole flow of the match was stopped dead when they did that inset the crowd was dead ruby won with the right kick as i mentioned before uh ruby had one week to get over as a challenger for ronda rousey this person that you're paying all this money to do all these things with ruby barely gets any promo time anything like that so what do they do They they interrupt their match they put her on in this like death segment essentially and Michael Cole just did his commentary through her finish. Like he wasn't even looking to see if the opponent, the opponent would kick out sounding absolutely soulless. Like I would just rather them tell us it doesn't matter because they're showing us all day.
1: Should, should this, okay. Barring the obvious spot where they have uh, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan interfere to extend the match. Like let's say they don't do that. Let's say so, for some reason, those two are barred from inside. Should that match go longer than three minutes?
0: Yes. Ruby
1: Rivers, Ronda Rousey go more
0: than three minutes. Without oh, me. oh, sorry, I, I didn't know you said Ruby Ronda, Ruby Riot and Ronda Rousey. No, in that case, like Ronda should destroy her. Like Ruby's look like a geek on this thing. That,
1: that's that's where I'm getting at. So it's like, I mean, given what you've done on TV, squatch her like she's Goldberg. Squatch her like it's a Goldberg match.
0: Oh, it would only get worse. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, there was a pretty good segment here with Paul Heyman and Seth Rollins. Um, Paul Heyman was young he at someone backstage. Seth Rollins came out fans were to burn it down talked about a year that he had last year uh said he saw the highlight reel he brought up the gauntlet match that not a soul has mentioned since it's happened uh seth left out the uh part where they made him look like underling Reigns once again he said do you he have finally... the date on that gauntlet match huh do you have the date on that gauntlet match uh, i can probably find it i'll find it uh he said he finally felt, felt like seth freaking rollins said he won the rumble and attre- achieved his dream uh, and then the bottom fell out he said he had to go home and think about some stuff the bad news is that he took six f5s uh maybe it's wear and tear maybe it's the last 15 years somebody yelled stop being a baby which was hilarious he said he took six f5s and he's still standing uh James, it's a good thing that he didn't take those F5s in 2017 when Lesnar was killing dudes with one. Seth may have died in the ring. Yeah, apparently, right? The F5 was apparently stronger back then. So, (laughs) uh, Dollar match. February 19, 2018. Gotcha. Um, So now we got to remember stuff. Um, So the F5, as I mentioned, must have been stronger back then. Seth said he didn't care if WrestleMania 35 was his last match and Paul Heyman came out. He introduced Brock, but he wasn't here. So back to the heat that Brock isn't here once again. Heyman was here to educate Rollins. He said, you're pontificating on the premise of nothing, uh, that all men are created equal, and, and they aren't. And I thought he was going to launch into Steiner math. Thank God he didn't. <laughs>
1: I didn't even think of it.
0: He said your DNA matches Brock's DNA. Admittedly, you're a great athlete, a WrestleMania main eventer, one of the best I've ever seen in my life. But Brock Lesnar is a beast, a predator, a career killer. Brock Lesnar is also a merciless sadist with an unrepentant
1: soul. No, 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 no! That is not what he said. He said you think that that you should have the same DNA as Brock Lesnar, and I'm sitting there like. No, he doesn't think that. Otherwise, he'd look like Brock fucking Lesnar. What are you talking about, Paul? <laughs> I'm, like, I, 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 okay. You, I want to say maybe like a year, year and a half, maybe even as much two years ago. You were tired of of these Heyman promos. I this one because of this show. I was at that point where I was just like, <laughs> like get the fuck I off my screen. <laughs> this. this I, I am. I, I I just can't. I'm. I'm just over it. I'm over it. Like. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah. but I'm over. Go ahead. Finish yeah. this
0: shit said, uh if you go into in thinking <laughs> this is the last match of your career, that's what we call a suicide mission. Finish it. Here's a fair warning. If you try to walk in WrestleMania and take the title, you will be the architect of your own demise. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Finish not a prediction, it. it's a spoiler. Uh Ron said, You know that you're he's a you know what, you're Finish right. It. I don't care. Brock Lesnar has held this industry that he that he loves hostage for two Benefit. years and he won't stand it anymore he said he didn't care if it was a suicide mission he would be that martyr he would sacrifice his body and Benefit. sell his soul to the devil and burn in hell to win the belt and that's not a prediction it's a spoiler what the fuck was Seth Rollins talking about at the end that he would sell his soul this baby face I don't care.
1: Let's move. I, 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 I don't care. I, I don't. Like, Seth, what Seth said was fine, except for the weird old thing about how, how far he's willing to take it. I'm just,
0: I, I the Heyman thing, that, that no. And what? then, and, what? and then there's more. <laughs> but wait, Dean Ambrose's music hit. Yes, that guy who was on the way out of WWE. This man saunters his ass out there, and uh, he asks Seth for the mic. And he just says, Slay the Beast. And they're cool all of a sudden. After all these matches, after all this, I am going to ruin your life. After all this, our our friend has cancer, and he's going to to die, essentially, for our sins uh, that we committed in this fake wrestling ring. And turning on him on the same night, they have simply squashed his beef like this. Wow. The Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose story. Who knew? We did because we called it every step of the way. <laughs> you know, you got to be out early in front of these things, James. That's what I've learned.
1: I'm not adding none to it. Move on. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm so over. I'm 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 so over all things Seth Rollins and, and or not Seth Rollins, but uh, but Dean Ambrose related. I'm sorry. I just got I. This fucking sucks, man. It just does. <laughs> so, I just wanna, this, is one, this is one of the most more inter- most enjoyable Joe people sense. on the main roster for the for, since he's been up on the main roster, and this whole thing is turning just like he's he's wet dope. He, what what can you possibly do with him that'll make you make someone care?
0: Well, they tried something afterwards because EC three brought his ass hot there sheened up. And he ended up wrestling uh, uh, Ambrose in a rematch of their match last week where EC3 defeated him with a jackknife cover. Uh, in a short match, Dean Ambrose wins against EC3 and rolls him up. And, yeah, I think they've given up on EC3 already. They ha- They still haven't let him cut a promo. He was working as a heel tonight. And it was just like, what is happening here? Look, man, if y'all like Monday Night Raw, I'm not going to tell you not to like it. But when I see this show and when I was watching this show and thinking about this today, I was like, why do I do this? Like Monday Night Raw is terrible. Like when you when you talk about the sloppiness that's exhibited from segment to segment, them forgetting simple things they could do to make Everything just tie in together when you talk about the misuse of talent, when you talk about just them <clears throat> looking like they're just looking to fill time, like they don't care what's on the screen, like they're not trying to put their best foot forward. This is there's no way that this is the best, <laughs> the, the best thing in the world. Like, how do you let this represent your company? This is the flagship show. And all they continue to do is stick their heads up their asses, pull it out, and say, What's wrong? I don't see what the problem is. Like, and just, yo, this, they had the whole deal with the rating slide during football season. They got some of that audience back. But the whole thing is if you factor football out, I'm sure the ratings are probably worse right now than they were. <laughs> like i yo this it was just soul sucking soul crushing watching the show is just like this is a company in crisis on this show um
1: i don't know if they're if they're in crisis or whatever i just know that like if you like raw i'm sorry but this show sucked and i and if you're a person that likes raw more power to you god bless you all that other stuff but like I ain't trying to hear anybody uh, cop for this one, this particular show. Like, I'm not saying this show was even as bad as those two shows in uh, after Survivor Series, um, where where the ratings dropped off a cliff. But this fuck, this show fucking sucked. Like, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not willing to go on. This is the worst uh, Monday Night Raw I've ever seen. I'm not even, I'm not even on that level. Those two before were, were worse, but uh, this was bad. Um, and like, I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. How much? Wait, what? Where are we now? We are in... We're at the revival match.
0: We're at the revival match. thank God.
1: Something we can at least praise. Good
0: God. So this match was fucking like awesome the the revival finally win the the tag team championship for the first time no coincidence that they've asked for their release um at all but uh the revival they didn't get an entrance or anything uh they didn't really get to have a promo to build this matchup that we knew was special we didn't know it was a title match until the referees threw the belts in the air but um this was exciting this was You know, uh this was some uh a match where the crowd was just sitting on their hands because as I mentioned, it wasn't the death spot. So these guys had to wrestle their way out of literally five hundred feet of shit and then come out on the other side, like Andy Dufresne and (laughs) these like and they got the crowd at the end. Like crowd was chanting, this is awesome, and there was just tons of creative spots, fast-paced wrestling, and the revival looking like the great tag team that we know they are, and Chad Gable looked like a fucking superstar, Rudy. And looked like halfway impressive to me and i'm not you know a bobby Roode guy at all but this is like there's no reason the revival can't do this every week on raw none and i was really happy to to see this because i, w- I was just like watching this match and i you know kind of i was like you know and when i'm watching these raws i'm trying to like write notes i'm trying to see that but i just watched this one as a fan and just really enjoyed it um and it's good to see the revival get some shine.
1: Yeah, this was the this was tied for the third lowest rating of the year so far. Wow. Yeah, and the only other show that got a lower rating um uh, was the week they went up against the national championship game. Chief. They're down twenty. Hold on. They're down twenty percent from last year this week.
0: Boy, I um, you know, <clears throat> everyone's got their own feelings on on the ratings and all that. But when these numbers are, are coming back, it's like not these many many people have. Like this is erosion. Like this is not this is, like this is
1: a low Hold on, this is the lowest de- like percentage wise from the year before. This is the lowest week they've been since. Or this year. Except for the week except for uh the week that corresponds with uh with raw twenty five. So that don't even count.
0: Boy. Unbelievable. Any thoughts about the revival winning the championships and the match they had? Good for them. Hopefully they let them keep having matches like that, build some more
1: credibility on TV, having good matches. Um hopefully they can try to uh, you know, with the redemption story you have of uh, uh, possibly with um Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, um, that's gonna be interesting to, for them to have some matches because um, you know I wonder how that's gonna go because they're not as good as Rude or Gable, um, but you have you have something in place some for next champions. And hopefully, you know they can make use of uh, Gable and um, and Rude in a secondary thing after this or whatever else. Um, I you know they, it seems right now they got two really good teams. They need to work or focus on those two teams as far as trying to build or bring up. The rest of this damn uh, disaster of a division. Um, so, but, uh, you know, hopefully they can get a better slot than, you know, the death slot um, yeah. in, in next week. Because so they, you know, they always say, you know, you got to, you know, what do you, reach for the grass, brass ring, and all the other uh, nonsense. Well, that match, is, that match is good as hell, and they, that was a 205 live job but they did where they come out there ice cold, and they bust their ass, and they bust their ass, and they bust their ass, and all of a sudden the crowd looks and realizes, wow, these guys are having a great match and busting their ass. Maybe we should care, and then they did, and they <laughs> kept going from there Um, at a certain point with the near falls. So, like, you know, that was, I mean, that's probably their best match in the main roster, wouldn't you say?
0: revival yeah i'd probably say that like they had a match with the new day it was pretty good they had a match with the hardys that was pretty good uh on raw but this is this has got to be it like if you're talking about prestige what it led to yeah. and you know what it can be going forward so uh cheers to the revival um then we got to it. It was time for the main event segment and Becky Lynch's big decision. So she came down to the ring to make her choice. Uh, Triple H and Stephanie also joined her in the ring, and uh, Stephanie wondered if cooler heads would prevail. She noted that uh, Rhonda and Becky would be the biggest match in wrestling or could be the biggest match in WrestleMania history. All Becky had to do was say those two words, and Hunter told her to ignore the people and shut them out in a patronizing kind of way. Well, Becky Field that felt that neither one of them really wants her in that match, she said that um, if there are only two little words that she needs to say then she will. She then said, "I'm sorry. And when this happened, this felt like Triple H coming out of retirement to beat CM Punk clean in the middle with his finish and go back into retirement. This was them pouring a gallon of water on the, the the heat that was Becky Lynch, the fire that she had blazed, all that. This was just them deconstructing her. And she said nothing better happened to the match. They promised her they wouldn't do anything that the match is on. Uh, Becky was surprised that it was that easy. They left and the Ronda came out after that. And all of a sudden, Vince McMahon was out here. Now, before we get to that, We've known it's going to be a triple threat the whole time. This is not LOL, you're being worked. No, if we were being worked, we would be assuming that Becky's not in the match. Becky is in the match, but what's happening here is, yo, they had this hot dynamic between Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey that was a few weeks ago. I pulled up the YouTube page. They had 3 million views on that video. They had like... 50,000 upvotes, 2,000 downvotes on this, on, on, on the Becky Ronda uh, segment from a couple of weeks ago. They had this hot dynamic, something that felt almost like bigger than wrestling, in a sense. And what they've done is just turned this into wrestling, to just wrestling. And they ran 300 yards in the other direction away from what they had. Uh, they brought... They basically said, uh, you know, I don't give a fuck about your apology uh, to, you know, Steph and Triple H, whatever. Vince McMahon said he's the man, Becky Lynch is not the man, completely murdering her gimmick right in front of her, and Vince doesn't like the bad attitudes that Lynch and Ronda have. He then suspended Becky for 60 days, which expires, uh, you know, a couple days after WrestleMania. Vince said he has a replacement in mind, so... He said he wanted someone with charm and charisma to take her place. He then introduced Ron, uh, Ronda Rousey's new opponent, Charlotte Flair, who's not on the brand, who has not won a singles match since November, who <laughs> has been probably that's true, yes, who has been probably whooped since <laughs> since you know essentially hell in a cell, whatever.
1: Wait, no, 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 that can't be right. Wait, are you talking about? Because remember, she beat up. Uh... Both iconics and back-to-back matches open SmackDown like right after Survivor
0: Series. Are you saying like that was November. last time you won a match? November. Jesus Christ.
1: Oh man. Okay. <sighs> so
0: I think all, right. all of this stinks.
1: <clears throat> okay, so for me, uh, we're on different points. I believe you think like I don't. Th- I don't necessarily think you have an issue if they actually have the three-way. But your thing is, you could do that, but look to look at what you have right here. It's a lot harder than trying to do another storyline element with Charlotte.
0: Right. Yeah. Like, like the, like, I don't, obviously it'll be, I'm sure it'll be a good match, Mm -hmm. but I don't think it's a situation where it's like, it's crazy how match quality is being brought up as this point now. Right. When, 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 when that hasn't been a focal point of any of the last three WrestleMania main events that we've been worried about, this is, yeah. you know, where was this energy yeah. at WrestleMania 29 when fans were calling for CM Punk, the main event, the show, uh, and go in as a three-way with The Rock and John Cena. Um, but they we, we covered it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Charlotte is in this match because WWE has this thing where they want Charlotte in this match for all plans. time's sake.
1: Plans. Like- we always talk about the hashtag plans. Um, So... Me, I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I don't care one way or the other if Charlotte's in the match or are not in the match. Whatever. My, th- but the thing for me that's getting me is,
0: I think they fried Becky this week.
1: I mean, there's plenty of time for them to. I mean, in theory, they could they, they could have fried her. or Whatever else, I don't think so. I think the crowd will still be very much behind it because they're going to be spending all that time the next few weeks booing. Look, uh, they'll Rhonda be and it.
0: booing do do be behind her but what what they essentially came out here and did was you are going to say sorry to the McMahons. you are not a bigger star than them you are subservient you are lower than you are not a star you are a worker you are you are someone here that is going to be a spoke on the wheel
1: i i, I agree on that on, on that end but only but only but so far um now if she never if she doesn't get come up and saw on Vince and Stephanie and Hunter when they eventually uh, showed her ass that they were in on this whole entire gimmick, or the you know we're really the good guys, but you know all, all crazy Vince, you know he you know he takes it differently. Like when they eventually show themselves to be, you know.
0: All right, we're back. We had some technical difficulties real quick. James, you were saying?
1: Yeah, I say like once Tiffany and um and Hunter expose themselves to be the suckers they've always been, and like they need to immediately come out and or Becky needs to come back and get her. Come up and get her heat back, and if they don't do that, then definitely I definitely will be right where you are. Uh, but there's still opportunity to do that, um, and you know, I just um, I just see like if you're gonna do the Charlotte thing, like there are things that play that you could play with for that. Like you have Ronda also hating or also should hate uh, Charlotte's Gus for what happened at Survivor Series with the beating with the Kindle stick.
0: They forgot about uh, that.
1: I know they have, but I'm still. That's my point of why I'm getting why why for me I don't I don't I'm not in on this. Is like they're gonna have a match, cool. But like I'm only here for the match to see the match. Like the storyline has already for me is just kaput. Um, Unless they and there's already kaput for me. Um, They can they can try and salvage it and make it interesting on the way, but like just the logical storyline of how this stuff flows. Like you did all this stuff over the over the months, and then you just basically said just ignored it and or just like left it laying you had all these opportunities to use it, like you had like i said uh Charlotte and, and and um you had this five series match you could' have used that for why Rhonda hates her you had the t l c finish where Oscar is the champion because you screwed over these two women that that pissed uh pissed off Rhonda and she pushed them both off the ladder, so Oscar win um like you have Becky. You know, she wasn't legally in the Survivor in the Royal Roma match and you could have had it to where, all right, well, Vince could have been like, you know what? You've been disrespectful to me. You, you put your hands on my daughter. You weren't even legally supposed to be in the match. So you know what? Fuck you, Charlotte's in. <laughs> it, it, and it, it makes it would have made sense to be like all this stuff tied together. Look at the ta- look at the long tapestry of the long form storytelling. You know, WWE loves comments them say that they make movies and they're great storytellers. Bullshit. They're not. They're, they're- fucking horrible.
0: They're not reacting to people. They are not using the heat for the internet. No. They did a fake injury in the Royal Rumble with Becky Lynch to set up this whole suspension storyline, to set up her being brought back, to set up Charlotte getting put in the match. Like, <laughs> like this is not th- them reacting to us. This is just this thing that they want to do. And it's eh, it's, eh. it's so unfortunate. Like, it's just hey,
1: Rich. Like, Speaking of all the stuff they did the maneuver and all the way get to this point and, and this is the direction they're going and I'm fine with the direction, but at least like put it together and make it make some fucking sense. Hey Rich, um we just saw SmackDown. Where the fuck is Asuka?
0: Does she even work for WWE anymore?
1: So we beat Becky at, at royal Rumble. The person that uh that beat her all of the whatever the rub she gets from beating her Go on. gone because she's been off for three weeks, nothing to do, just off TV. Uh they six hours of television for six she's only had like a two-minute video segment. That's it. Uh a promo segment or not a promo segment, but a vignette segment. Uh so that went to waste. We beat the hottest person in the company on on, on the show to try to swerve you into thinking that she's done for tonight. She so she comes in. She and then they do all the stuff that they've done to get to this point, to where now she's going to be quote unquote spinning. You know she's going to be on or be on shows for me. Then and now raising all sorts of hell or whatever else. But I will say this: for those saying that like, of course she's going to raise hell because she didn't get her way and she, you know, she quote unquote got screwed by by the system and she's going to fight back and all this sort of stuff. Blase Squad, yada yada yada. I would like to remind you that uh, Braun Strowman got screwed at, at uh, Crown Jewel. Uh Said he was going to tear the show apart uh, every single week until he got what he wanted, or break the damn stadium. Whatever he said, Stephanie agreed to all these things. And as long as she, had, as long as he had beat uh, Baron Corbin at TLC, he was going to get everything he wanted that was coming to him. Plus the match at Royal Rumble against Lesnar, get his rematch. And he rightfully deserves. It, he got fucked by Corbin. He wins the match at TLC. He, he he keeps going, keeps going, and all of a sudden, what four weeks ago, Vincent Man after. Four weeks before that point, eight weeks ago they said they're not going to be meddlesome and all that other shit. Four weeks after that, uh, they go, they go, Vince completely just took his title match away and that's it. There's nothing, nothing, nothing to do. You just fuck, just fuck you. You're done. And then we move forward, we move fast forward to now, and we just and now after they just screwed, uh, after they just did this same shit with uh, with Strowman. You just bet me in good faith. To be like, oh yeah, you know, uh, she's going to be such a badass and an ass kicker in this in the third. Yeah, okay, sure, maybe. But let me remind you, the same fucking company that had uh, that had Booker T get, uh, after after all of that fucking code in that WrestleMania 19 match, yep, I think 19. that WrestleMania 19 match get hit with a pedigree for I don't know five damn minutes laying on the floor and then get covered like a fucking jabron. So you tell me why I should have any faith in this dumbass company. I, Aside from anything that's not on the network. I, I Watch out trust anything that they do. I feel, like they,
0: I feel like they think the three-way solves a bunch of problems. They want Ronda Rousey to stop getting booed um, they, and, and divert those boos over to Charlotte. I mean, those boos are going to the company, but never mind that. Uh, <laughs> if Becky beats Ronda in this thing, there's no point in adding Charlotte except that they pick Charlotte for this shit. And if <laughs> Becky beats Charlotte... She doesn't beat Ronda, so because Ronda's not allowed to lose. So at this point, I
1: don't don't care about none of that. All I want to do at this point is honestly, I
0: I think we might as well add Nia Jax.
1: I think Raw (laughs) as an everyday show or every week show would be so much more enjoyable if. I get a version that's I don't know I guess it's to be uh be like an hour or eighty minutes or something of just their t- just their matches. I watch their matches. I don't have to watch their shitty segment. I don't have to hear their shitty commentary outside of is bearing Sasha Banks for breathing. Uh, and I, can, I just watch their matches, and I can move on to pay-per-view, watch pay-per-view. I, like, there are segments in their storytelling fucking blows, and they can fill me in and scrub and erase all the garbage that they do on their TV, and I can just watch their video package. They can give me a um, – they can have the uh, video team – Clean up all the mess that Vince has made over the four weeks between pay per views, and and try to give you what the idea of what the story is, and I can move on with my life as opposed to watching this stuff and being so frustrated. That, wouldn't that be a better? Wouldn't that wouldn't that make a better? That be a better idea? Like, I would. I wonder what I wonder if there was like a thing on the network where. I could pay Hulu plus or I could pay the network where I can get just the matches. Mine's the bullshit. Look, I don't even want to watch it. I don't even want to have to fast forward through it. I just want to get you what bell rings, bell rings, bell rings, bell rings. I don't want to do none of this shit. No more. It's so ridiculous.
0: We're doing all this goofy shit to water the match down we might as well add Nia Jax to this shit and like
1: like
0: they fucked this shit up bro like, no
1: no no i don't care
0: that's, what that's, way you slice it they they, they look, fucked the dynamic up that look, was hotter than the sun for some look, for some lesser than shit
1: this is that's your opinion right and you're entitled to your opinion but my opinion is this i still desperately want this match I don't want their shitty storyteller. I don't want any more of their shitty storyteller after they went out there and they were great. They were incredible for the last two, three weeks, two weeks. I don't want, now that they fucked it up, I have no faith that they'll fix it because of course they won't fix it. So you ask Charlotte, great. Bring out the match. I don't want none of the rest of your bullshit. (laughs) That's where I'm at on that. That's where I am. I don't care if it's just Charlotte and Becky or if it's the three-way. Just bring me the match and put it on last and piss off with the rest of your shenanigans, Vince.
0: This shit sucks. Like, <laughs> yo, like if, if if you want to see Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey like most uh, fans do, like, <laughs> like you can scroll down any Twitter reaction comment section. Don't ask Charlotte. Don't ask Charlotte. Don't ask Charlotte. What do they do? They just keep going uh, and not listen to their fans once again because they feel like they need to have this energy in the WrestleMania cycle uh, at some point, no matter what. Um, Anyway, that was Monday Night Raw, and it was sorry as fuck and it would it should never be viewed again if there was a way to delete something off your wwe network when it finally goes on there about a month later i would recommend this show be deleted um never be to ever be looked at again unless you know of course you want your eyes to to catch on fire so that's going to wrap up our monday night raw portion of the show we will be back to talk about smackdown Welcome back. It is time for the SmackDown portion of the show. James, what we got?
1: A much better show. A much, much, much better show. Uh, WWE SmackDown Live, uh, February 12, 2019 in Toledo, Ohio. Um, The show opens with a Pedro Morales tribute graphic. Uh, then they play Vince's insertion of Charlotte into May 35's Raw Women's Title Match on the Titan Charlotte comes down to the ring. She says she really wants to tell us uh, her heart breaks for Becky, but it doesn't. She said she uh, thought she taught Becky better than to be dumb enough to get suspended. She says that Becky dropped the ball, getting injured, invading Raw before Survivor Series, and that Becky picked her so that um, Becky could, uh, could uh, keep up the, the charade and the mystique of the man going charlotte calls herself the backbone of this division and the crowd boosers uh and then she also calls herself a franchise player and a winner she says uh you think that this picked her because uh because uh i forgot what she said It funny. something about you, you think that vince picked her because Alluding to the fact that you know she's a hand-picked person or whatever else, but she said that she picked me, because, but he really picked me because I'm a winner and a future Hall of Famer, and Becky's a flash in the pan, a flavor of the month. Um, and that was the end of the promo. Uh, the announcing plugs a women's tag-eliminated chamber match. So out we get, uh, first match, we get Carmella and Car- and Naomi versus Mandy and Sonya versus the Iconics. Uh, the stipulation is that the loser starts in Sunday's uh, women's tag team elimination chamber match um we're we're showing up backstage the newsday talking in the locker room we go back for the match billy k sneaks sneak tags in mandy mandy tags and Sonya. they double team carmella carmella tags and naomi they double team Sonya. um sonia tags mandy back in so carmella tags and naomi mandy wants no smokes even though she's beating naomi every single turn uh and mandy tries to tag tries to tag in the iconics but the t- iconics jump off the apron because they're not dummies Uh, and they also may stay out in the match, unlike Bailey. So, um, Mandy rolls out of the ring towards the entrance, but Carmella cuts her off, Um, and while Mandy is distracted, uh, Naomi lands a slingshot uh, dive onto Mandy on the floor. We come back from commercial break with uh, Sonya in control of Carmella. Carmella fights up to her feet and gets free, and then they both bounce off the ropes, and they do the dreaded double crossbody. <laughs> oh my god don't move suck so much so Kamala reaches uh reaches the tag in Naomi so Mandy r- gets in the ring and runs to the opposite corner to knock Naomi off Naomi just never saw her coming uh, somehow whatever uh so literally seconds later Naomi gets tagged in um, by Carmella and goes for a hot tag and runs wild on Mandy and lays her out. So Sonya tries to intercept Naomi, but Naomi throws her through the ropes onto the apron and Carmella lays her out with a kick. And then Naomi Naomi pulls Mandy's body to the corner and then hits a split leg and moonsault for the win. Um, So after the match uh, and the baby face are victorious and raising hands, the Iconics run into the ring and lay out both uh, Naomi and Carmella from behind. Rich, I got a question. Yeah. Was this jump zone eligible? Sure. Why not? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how the rules are. Like if it's fresh off a match, does that even count?
0: I don't know. I'm asking you. Um, I, I mean, you, you invented the jump zone. So, so you got to set the rules on that, man. Oh God. I mean, I don't <sighs> Nah, I ain't putting in the jump
1: zone. I ain't saying they put them <laughs> on the jump zone. Not at least not yet. They got to catch them backstage or on a sneak. Like a real sneak, not though, oh, our backs are turned out if we won the match, and I'm mean, we're losers or we didn't win, so let's just lay people out. Suckers. Uh so the commentary team plugs a women's tag match um on Sunday, and they do it by explaining the rules for the match. We're then shown short videos from the raw tag teams telling us why their teams are gonna win. We go right back to commentary and then they um plug the elimination chamber pay-per-view. So we get Miz and Shane, they both come out and make their interest for Miz TV. Uh, we come back from a commercial break and Kyrie reminds us that New Day will be filling in for Mustafa Ali, and then we get a... are in the Elimination Chamber, and then we get a promo from Ali. He says that he was informed that he's not medically cleared for Elimination Chamber, and nothing is harder than... and is, nothing is more frustrating than your body giving up before your heart does. But uh, this is an end, and he's still holding the pin... And writing a story, and it'll take a whole lot more everyone slamming his head through a table to keep him down. Yeah, so Shane and Miz are in the ring, as I said, and um, they're here to introduce us McMiz TV. And they say that last week the Uso sent a strong message and it was received. Uh, but they said that they walked the walk, uh, and they talk to the talk and they act like champions, and that's why uh, the Miz was um was busy last week because they were shooting promos for Miz and Misses, on uh, the next season of it, and that Shane will be on NCIS LA. Um, and then, and then Miz acts, I'm sorry, Shane acts upset or annoyed that Miz divulged that situation. And then, and then saying something along the lines of, man, I thought that was, you know, between family. And then he goes, we all are family in Ohio or some nonsense like that. So then, um, they introduced the Usos. The Usos come out. Um, they refuse to take a seat. Uh, and then, and then, um, mm-hmm. They asked for some respect, because uh, they were kind of annoyed that uh, these two jabrons are calling uh, these two morons and goofs are calling uh, themselves the best tag team in the world. Um, he says uh, they say they see that these two as wannabes, uh, trying to be in the ring like the Usos uh, McMahon, or sorry, uh, Shane says that uh, they're not trying to be the Usos but they are the best tag team in the world. Uh, the Usos ask um, if they are really a team, do they eat do they eat and train and ride together?" and all this other stuff that twins do uh they both or the usos both ask each other like what i know what his favorite food is do you know what his favorite food is his favorite hobbies this and third talk about how close they are and then
0: we'd have smoked them james yeah! <laughs> wow.
1: And then the Uso, and then uh, Shane and Miz uh, do uh, try to do the same thing, but like they're clearly cheating by Miz saying what's my favorite color, and then he covers his mouth. You can hear it over the mic. Literally blue, And then Shane answers everything, every single thing. So they go through the whole the whole comedy act or whatever else, and then uh, the Usos get serious, um, and says that they're a the real tag team, and then like you know they're going to welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. And then they drop the mics. And then Shane says the only thing that's real is the tag team or are these tag titles. And Shane and Ms. Holdem said that they're like they're gonna stay around their waist, going through Elimination Chamber. So then he's so uh, Shane says something off out of pockets, and then they both both look at each other, and then they give stereo super kicks. Uh and then uh I, I made I made a note to point out that, like, Mrs. face while selling this kick was better than anything Jay J White did with his facial expressions during Sunday's <laughs> match where he became the <laughs> IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Anyway. Oh, man. They go to the back, and they play the same Black History Month video that they did on Raw. Um, we come back from commercial break as uh, Brian comes down to the ring with Ruin. Um. Brian says there's a lot of people who want him to lose the WWE uh, Championship at Illumination Chamber, but we need someone like him to show us how to live our pathetic lives. We need him as a champion. He doesn't want to participate in the match because it's painful, it's horrible, and the likely his career, but you see his sacrifice. And then he gets cut off by the New Day. Um, uh, and then they all tease like they're going to make their entrance and be the person that goes to the gala match and also into the elimination chamber and at the end it turns out to be Kofi Kingston oh yeah by the way uh, another note I need to make because this was just ridiculous it made me chuckle on the way down to the ring Co- Graves goes out of his way to mention how distracting it is that Big E is carrying with him a literal tube of meat yes down to the ring and then long meat. Yes. Long meat. And then Brandon and then uh, I, said, I said, Brandon Phillips and then Tom Phillips starts laughing too, so hard. You can't even, he can't even get his words out. Why? Because he's five years old, seven probably. <laughs> so anyway, um, we start up, we start off the gauntlet match with Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan. Uh, the winner of this gauntlet match come gets the sixth slot in the elimination chamber. So they start with some Matt wrestling, Kofi gets Brian in some type of uh head scissors. Brian escapes and puts Kofi in a bone arrow. Kofi escapes and puts Brian in a um in some type of uh pinning predicament. Rolled out of it. Um Brian rolls out to the ring. Kofi gives Brian a couple of arm drags and then works over his right arm with a handstand knee drop. Brian cuts him off and then lands a big clotheslining knee to the big clotheslining knees to the gut, sending him tumbling uh overhead. Uh, Brian puts Kofi in a, in a surfboard and hangs 10 with him. Uh, Brian uh, traps. Oh yeah. And while in the surfboard, Brian moves, uh, moves Kofi's backwards and puts them on his shoulders uh, for a pin attempt, but Kofi escapes. Um, Kofi uh, lands uh, a big back elbow Brian throws Kofi over the top over the top rope, but Kofi ends up skimming the cat. Brian sees it and charges, but Kofi throws him between the uh ropes to the floor then Kofi lands a big dive over the top rope to the floor on Brian come back commercial break. Brian hangs in uh hangs Kofi on the ropes um then charges uh at Kofi with a drop kick to the back of the head. Um, Brian throws Kofi headfirst into the ter- turnbuckle, but Kofi reverses it and does uh, this does that to Brian. Uh, Brian places Kofi off the hanging off of the middle of the top rope. He goes to the top turnbuckle and then lands a flying knee um, to right to Kofi's head uh, for a two count. Uh, Brian goes up the top rope for a diving headbutt, but Kofi moves out of the way. Kofi comes back with a big drop kick and then hits his boom drop and then a uh, uh, standing. Uh, rolling senton um not standing rolling a standing senton he's not freaking rvd anyway uh <laughs> kofi kofi uh lands a top rope crossbody for a two count brian sets up kofi for the tree of and then goes to the opposite corner and charges back with a basement drop kick to the head for a two count brian puts kofi on the top rope and he goes for a back superplex but kofi in midair turns into a crossbody uh for a two count or actually no we go commercial break it's a double down um brian and kofi are chopped start come back from course break with brian and kofi chopping each other and then brian gets the advantage with head butts and then a big kick to the head for two brian goes for a power bomb but kofi turns into a hurricane um into and then next thing you know it turns into all types of jackknife coverage and small packagery uh, uh and then all of a sudden brian escapes and it slaps on the label lock kofi struggles to the ropes in and then out to the floor Brian gets to the apron and lands a big flying knee to uh Kofi's head, another one, and uh then throws Kofi back into the ring. Brian goes to the top rope and dives, and uh, but Kofi had got back to his feet and he ends up eating a dropkick instead. Ron then um with the refus tract grabs Kofi. Um and then so Biggie and Xavier uh basically beat up, or not basically, they basically beat. How many times do I gonna say basically? They beat the <laughs> hell out of Rowan. The ref turns around and sees all the shenanigans. So the refs eject only Xavier and Big E and left Rowan there. So I wonder why. Uh, yeah. Wow. So then Brian. So then uh Kofi's arguing with the ref over the ejections. And so Brian uh uh hit pulls a surprise schoolboy for a two count. So then Brian takes the takes the referee and then Rowan grabs Kofi from out of the ring and then throws him over the ringside barricade. The referee turns around and suspects shenanigans because he can't see Kofi, so he tosses Rowan. Bryan is pissed off because of the decision, so he runs out of the ring and then gets Kofi, brings him back into the ring and sets him for the running knee. But as he charges in, Kofi nails him with the trouble in paradise for the win.
0: Very good fall really liked this. They went 25 minutes and I want to say probably like the last five minutes, I was like, is Kofi going to win here? And then he did. And this was like a pleasant surprise and I was just like in full team Kofi Kingston at this mode at at this point and was just on Twitter just leading the charge. Like, I wanted to see Kofi Kingston whoop Randy Orton's ass. We didn't see it, unfortunately, but hopefully we get, you know, Kofi to eliminate this man on Sunday.
1: (laughs) Okay, so... After that, very good. Yeah. So after that, we get Kofi Kingston versus Jeff Hardy. Um, Jeff comes out. We come back for commercial break. As Kofi uh is jumping off some still steps. Um but Hardy moves out of the way. And Kofi splashed to the barricade. Hardy lands his own barricade splash uh off the steps. Um Hardy then rolls Kofi into the ring and he goes for the Swan time The Swan Tom bomb. But you know what that means. Kofi moved. So Jeff Hardy again doing swan toms onto the mat. When is he gonna stop this foolishness anyway? Um, they continue to wrestle a little bit, and then Kofi ends up going for a cross, uh, cross body. Uh, but Hardy reversed it, and then at, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Kofi lands the SOS for the win. Next thing you know, we get uh, out comes Samoa Joe Kofi King's versus Samoa Joe. We come back from a break with uh, Joe in control, landing strikes. Joe puts Kofi in the corner and lands his normal Pele kick, but Kofi. Is somehow out of position. I guess he thought he could slip that, um, that but that was not the plan. So the the side Kofi. Uh, sorry, so uh, so Joe's foot catches the side of Kofi's head, and Kofi drops like a sack of potatoes. I thought he was out cold. Um, there is some hesitation with the ref and Joe. So then Joe uh, eventually goes uh, to pin uh, Kofi, but Kofi kicks out. Uh, Joe puts Kofi in the abdominal stretch, and Joe puts. Uh, I'm sorry, puts him in a domino stretch and lets him up and then gives him a spinning, this big spinning clothesline. Or not spinning. Kofi goes spinning. Sorry uh, about he that. He
0: took his fuck. That was like a JBL clothesline from hell.
1: Yeah. And that wasn't even the last one he gave him in the match. So, um, yeah. So somehow Kofi ends up getting uh, Joe out of the ring and then Kofi lands a slingshot crossbody right on top of Joe's head on the floor. Uh, Joe gets Kofi. Uh, in the ring and nails him with another gigantic clothesline for two count. So at this point, Joe gets pissed and Kofi fights back with uh punches until and ends up getting him in the corner and gets on top of him, mounts him on the on the second roll with punches, like you know, count to 10. So then Joe picks him up and simply gives him a a, a atomic uh an atomic drop. Um, Oh yeah. So Kofi fights up from a uh, from a rest hold and then lands a big kick. Kofi goes for a springboard attempt, but Jen- Joe just shoves him off while Kofi's still standing on the top rope. Just shoves him down to the floor. Um, Kofi gets back in and beats the tent count, and then Joe slaps on a head crank. So then uh, Kofi fights again and gets back to his feet, but uh slaps on but Joe slaps on the Gakina clutch. So Kofi fights to the corner and uses his feet. And the top turnbuckle to flip over the top like uh, like the Bret Hart WrestleMania 8 finish uh, for the roll-up win.
0: Bro, how many times is Samojo going to lose to this move? Oh,
1: <laughs> like, he, he,
0: like, he got he to gotta learn, like... Let go. To, like, like, let go, if bro.
1: Basil, if Shayna Baszler in developmental too. can learn to let go, then you need to let go. My okay, God. so... Yeah. So... Joe, Joe knocks... Uh, so Joe's furious and he ends up pulling Kofi out to the floor and then slaps on uh, his choke because he's in a, he's in a rage. Um, AJ comes out and makes a save for for Kofi and we come back from a break and it's AJ Styles versus Kofi. Uh, before the match officially or really kicks off, AJ's trying to convince Kofi not to continue. It's not a good idea. This is now his fourth match. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Yeah, this is now his fourth match. So, Kofi says, I ain't trying to hear that. I don't want to fight. So he ends up uh, mushing, Co- uh, mushing AJ in the face. So AJ starts angrily kicking his ass out of, over the disrespect. AJ uh, c- then comes to his senses and tells Kofi to stay down. And, but Kofi fights back up to his feet. Kofi lands various pin attempts. Uh, and then AJ escapes, uh, grabs Kofi and lands, perhaps the most brutal backbreaker I've ever seen in my life. Like, Kofi, get le- it was so bad that Kofi lets out, like, a dog yelping as if a dog just got hurt. It, that's what it's. I, that's yeah. cool thing I think it sound like. Anyway, like he hit him with the backbreaker, and as his back is on AJ's knee, his head is also hitting the canvas. Bro,
0: AJ was so vicious during this match, and, and
1: I love and, it. And while his head is on the floor and his back is on AJ's knee, his feet are also on the floor. Like it was just brutal. So, um, Kofi and AJ end up on the apron, and, and Kofi gets some separation after getting an advantage. Uh, so he then he dives at AJ with some double knees, a la uh, Andrade. But AJ uh, moves out of the way, and Kofi ends up eating his his knees end up eating the ring posts. So Kofi ends up like falling out to the floor. He ends up getting back in and beats another ten count. AJ puts uh, Kofi on the top rope and goes for for a top rope uh, rana but Kofi ends up grabbing the rope. So AJ flips off and crashes to the mat. AJ ends up getting to his hands and his feet. And then AJ and then Kofi nails AJ with a top rope splash for a two-count. Um, AJ getting back up and then slaps on the calf crusher for the submission victory. Um, AJ then checks on Kofi as Biggie and Xavier run back out. Um, they help Kofi to the back, and, and the crowd gives Kofi a standing ovation after lasting in the gauntlet for over 60 minutes. And then all of a sudden, or any orange music strikes or hits. And so AJ has tunnel vision on the entrance ramp expecting Orton to come out. Like a
0: dummy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and you already know what it was. You saw the close-up camera the tight camera angle on AJ. So you like he's gonna run it behind this dude. And then you keep saying like oh well they keep cutting. When's it gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What's gonna, gonna happen? And next thing you know Randy Orton lands the RKO from out of nowhere for the win. Then the gra- then we get the credits graphic and we fade to black. It was um Like Was this the best
0: night to- of Kobe Kingston's career?
1: uh as an individual yes is the best one i ever saw
0: yeah like this for me this is over there at madison square garden where he jumped on randy orton this is like
1: i mean i, I wasn't i didn't i didn't yeah see I, that. I wasn't like, I'm, watching I'm, I'm, live I'm sure there...
0: then and i'm sure there might be folks that have reverence towards that i don't know how after kofi Kingston threw paid on himself after that um oh, the, he had the bucket yeah um but when you when you talk about him going over Daniel Bryan, the WWE champion, Jeff Hardy, and Samoa Joe in successive fashion, and then having a fourth match with AJ Styles where it looks like he can even pull it out then, and getting people on your side, literally just a, a heat him up out of nowhere performance, this was incredible. This was like... He doesn't have a shot in hell at winning on Sunday. Oh, no. But it's like, well, can Kofi Kingston get a title match at Fastlane, maybe? I don't see why not. See, what not else are you going to do? Yeah, after watching this... You could do Mustafa me... Ali, but... Yeah, that's what I was
1: getting at. After after watching this, I really wonder, like, was this all just to get some credibility on on Kofi on short notice? Or did he just take... Ali's slot, uh, and if he took Ali's slot,
0: I feel like he took Ali slot.
1: Oh my god! If he took if this, I, I we need to. F- I hope we find out one day. But if this was all was set up for Ali, this would have been great. Yeah, this would have been fantastic. This could have he could have gotten a, a title shot next month at Fast Lane, and you know, and then he could have he had he, you know like people like him. He's a genuinely like a genuinely likable person and he does great work he's done great work since he's been on the main roster it sucks that this happened to him and i i I, you know i i almost hope that like when this happened and they decided let's do this with kofi because you know this has always been a kofi kofi's always been a a very good wrestler for so long or whatever else like i will hate to find out that like this is a moment that was meant for someone else as opposed to change the plans but let's do something really cool
0: yeah uh i guess we'll never know but you know you guys can choose to believe it however you like to believe it so (laughs) i think it might be better that way uh but yeah man i was i was really impressed with kofi and uh it's just like just the other day i wrote on twitter i was like man you know just the the conversation we've always had pretty much about the new day it's like if anyone else would be would have been this successful this long selling this much merchandise why wouldn't they have ever just tried like at the next level and i don't know if this
1: is doing all the wacky like promo stuff that vince likes
0: yep and it felt good to see see kofi out there Uh, i'll just say that
1: yeah i do like on commentary i believe it was saxon who noted and pointed out like kofi is one of the most decorated wrestlers in wwe history and i think you know she's been around for so long you kind of forget that like, he does, he's does, he been around that long, and yet he does not have the stink on him that, like, Adolf Ziggler does. Not at all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> look, maybe, maybe the New Day was keeping him shielded from um, so, some, oh, yeah. some of that.
1: That's what, I mean, look at where, I mean, if you go back and look at it, where it was, like, mid-2014, Yeah, it was like, mm, might be time to go. Might be time to move on. Yeah. But, you know, he ended up getting the best accuracy of his, of his career.
0: Yep. Um, but that's going to wrap up the SmackDown portion. We will be back with uh, pretty much of the wrestler of the week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys know who it is this week, but yeah. we still have to confer on the LeBron James u Bum of the Week. So, um, yeah, we will be back. A name caller. What'd I say? I hear you say it. Call him a bum. <laughs> it's not a name call. It's a. All right You Bum welcome back you already know what it is it is time for the weekly award the lebron james U bum of the week award so we have five nominees and it's hold on, hold on. gonna be speaking, tough speaking of lebron james we got to talk
1: about in, in being that he's a four-time uh nba mvp in the regular season um got to mention bill simmons shout out to him He came up with this idea of depending on the year and how special the award is and how special someone's season is we should assign basically like how special that person's trophy should be for winning mvp in a given year <laughs> so let's say if you are someone like uh steph curry in 2016 under you know uh best record uh, team had the best record season record of all time you're you know your lean league is scoring you're incredible you get the 50 pound trophy now, if you're in one of these bad years, people just squeak by. Then you're kind of like. Um, plus, the it. recent year was kind of like
0: that. Two thousand eleven. Derrick Rose.
1: Yeah, like, like in two thousand eleven, we're like, yeah, like we we just don't want to get Lebron James. We're giving to anyone but Lebron James. So you get this trophy or whatever else. But it's not like anyone's going to remember that long five, ten, fifteen years as one of these all time great years. You get a smaller trophy or whatever else, and it, it's waiting. So. I feel like whoever wins this particular LeBron James Bum of of the Week is getting a 50-pound bum trophy. This was a great loaded week for bums. There are people that we left off this list for bums that we We could have thrown this on here. Uh, We could have thrown the entire house party on here, but we didn't. We could have thrown some more Joe on here or Jeff Hardy on here for losing matches after... Facing an opponent that just faced the the WWE champion in a 20-something-minute match. So the floor is yours, Rich.
0: Yeah, man. Um, looking at this list are nominees. The Miz and Shane McMahon for talking all that cash and then getting out-talked and super-kicked on their own show. Um, Kalisto, Oops. who decided to play the guitar and, th- and thought it was sweet, but it turned his back on a man. Who has unpredictable character alignment from one week to the next? So can't you trust him. can't trust him. So and don't then, trust it. And, and he partly is on here for the little John rule. Like he came out there, no one told him to come interrupt, and he ended up ass whooped essentially with said weapon that 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 guy that you can't trust was brandishing. So he he brandished that shit across the back of that man's dome, his head top. And, his,
1: and his homeboys didn't
0: even see it coming. They right. Didn't even warn him nothing. He just just. Just smashed. I look, Kalisto, you on this list? Um, up next, Becky Lynch. She literally got her gimmick taken away from her by Vince McMahon. <laughs> like, Vince McMahon told her he was the man. She is not. Uh, calling all that shit fraudulent, essentially, and she had to apologize for the authority to the authority, totally weakening her, and um, she got taken out of the match. <laughs> So, you know, before she hops back in it, we we do have to acknowledge this. Um up next, Bailey. Bailey is here for being a dumb baby face. That's that's pretty much it. And not seeming like she like one minute you do understand the rules of the match, the next minute you don't understand the rules of the match. Wow. I yeah, it was it was jarring to say the least. And
1: and in, in a match where the the objective is not to lose. Not to, not the objective is to win. The objective is not to lose. She decided to hop her monkey ass in that ring and get put herself at risk to be embarrassed.
0: Why didn't she just go check on her friend? What she look, they couldn't count her out. Right. You know. Um and the final uh bum of the week, E C three. Boy, you feel dead and cooked right now. It's been six weeks. They don't let this man speak. He's already losing to a dude that's on his way out of the territory. So they don't look at you and see much. That's what I'm gathering. Like, or they don't have plans for you for a long time, and they still haven't let you speak. So, <laughs> uh, man, this is this is this one is you know. I don't know. Like, I I don't know about a 50 pound trophy. I think just the show was so bad. I don't know if the individual performers were just bum like, or if it was just like, I want to hand this to the booker.
1: Rich, we didn't even consider someone like Nikki Cross for bum of the week. That's how loaded this thing was. This is a 50 pound trophy. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: where, where are you going with it, James? Oh, Bailey.
1: Look. For those that for those that um that have listened to this show and have only known me in in uh, my interactions with Rich on this show um on LLP, guys, you may not know this or you may not even want to believe this, but once upon a time, and I don't say once upon a time, uh, I, it's still there, but like it's just been beaten out of me. But once upon a time, you, if you guys hear the way that I talk about someone like Red Mysterio, or I talk about Johnny Gargano, or I talk about Becky, even. There was one spot on the time. I rooted for Bailey the same exact way, and then they beat the piss out of her. And then there's nothing to root, there's nothing to cheer for. I still love her with all my heart. I wish things were different. I I thought things were different halfway through the match where she was kicking ass. I, I text y'all I was like, the Bailey plus question mark <laughs> all caps question mark boy all and caps and then they and then they crushed and dashed all my fucking hopes. So um, so it hurts me to say this, but Bailey, you're a bum, and I'm a bum right along with you because I still love you. I guess I'm out here loving bums because this <laughs> fucking company. Thanks, Vince. Fuck.
0: Oh, man. See, for me, for Bailey, it was just like, I didn't really see her too much as a bum. It was just like, wow, well, why did she not know the rules? Because she's a dumbass, Rich. <laughs> so, I don't know. For me a failure uh, a whole failure i feel like i'm a bit more traditional with my in my bum uh I, and I was really close to going becky on this one but throwing her on this list like ultimately it's going to prove, prove futile when she's added back in um to the match that she already won you know the royal rumble to, to be in but kalisto is is going to be for me um Don't turn your back on these people, man. These people are untrustworthy in WWE, especially Elias. My God. Yeah, so Kalisto got bust outside your head. Elias popped me when he did that at your expense. Kalisto's my bum of the week. All right. We got to split the vote then. Yep. So, Bailey and Kalisto, you are the LeBron James. You bums of the week. I, I guess I should uh, contact them both and see if they want to split the trophy so on the more positive end the wrestler of the week so we had Naomi who finally got a victory over that wretched Mandy Rose yes. and Mandy Rose had been going over for her on weeks or going over on her for weeks and weeks and weeks eliminated for the Royal Rumble I think just yes. all types of just just owning her pretty much Mandy or Naomi finally got some measure of revenge, hitting the, the moonsaults on her and pinning her to win the match, uh, making her start the elimination chamber. Randy Orton, who who did one move, um, <laughs> it had a one move match.
1: He took one bump, all show, and he ended up closing the show on sta- standing as a lone person standing and getting a pop even Brock Lesnar would be jealous of such an easy tap. That such a easy night. <laughs> so it's efficiency. He got a pop, he closed the show. He did it. Yep. Congratulations.
0: Finn, um, Finn Balor, who James felt was excellent during the six man. He, I mean, amongst all of that riffraff, <sighs> he, <laughs> he
1: was, he was a clear standout. I'm telling you. So, um, so yeah, uh, I think I think that it- I think that they not think like he should be an intercontinental champion. He should be. We'll see.
0: Then the revival. At least he'll lose, of course. Yeah, he'll, he'll lose. <laughs> Supposedly he's going to get a shot at a at a elimination chamber or fast line, One of the two. Um, the revival won the tag team titles for the first time long time coming they've been on the may roster since 2016 and haven't touched these and it's like with how much they flopped those belts yes to, or excuse me 2017 sorry about that okay i'm about to
1: say I'm like, wait a second it ain't been that damn long
0: <laughs> and, and i always and i'm mad at myself now because i hate when people transpose stuff by one year it's like <laughs> like i don't know when i hear it i'm like and i immediately correct it but right, right um yes it was 2017 um and you know how sorry you have to be like booked to not sniff the belts as much as they the, tag flip, belts. the tag belts as much as they yeah. flip flop those like they flop the those around one. the b
1: team were the champions at, uh this year rich
0: last year for months like <laughs>
1: oh yeah last year i forgot the year changed over yep right? yeah.
0: and it's like these things flop around normally more than like the never six-man belts like <laughs> oh my god so, congratulations to the revival. Uh, hopefully, they can elevate those belts a little bit. But this is Vince McMahon's wrestling circus, so chances are this was the peak. So, uh, and our final nominee, Kofi Kingston, who may have had his greatest night in the company uh, in eleven years that he's been with WWE, uh, defeated three men, only lost to a fourth due to you know general exhaustion and being going sixty minutes uh, in the match. So, um, this is really easy for me, James.
1: Oh yeah. Same here. Kofi
0: Kingston, Kofi Kingston, no doubt. Um, so, I don't know how many times Kofi's going to win one of these. I think this is the first time he's been nominated. So, I don't know if the New Day... Is this
1: the first time New Day been
0: nominated? Uh, I don't know. I would have to check on that. I know solo, uh, he hasn't been nominated. So. Right, right, right. Um, Kofi Kingston, congratulations. You are the LeBron... Or, excuse me, you are the Wrestler of the Week. <laughs> you are not the LeBron James Ubo of the Week. You are the Wrestler of the Week. Let me make sure I get that correct. But, yeah, man. Uh, Kofi was excellent. And, you know, it was a really fun you know gauntlet and uh i think simon uh actually kind of is making the case on twitter that they should just you know since they did it last year and they did it this year uh they should just make the gauntlet before the elimination chamber the week before just an annual thing and i don't think that would be such a bad idea
1: i mean if they're going to come out this this uh level of like of of match for like an hour. And I just know that I'm going to get something that's not going to pull my eyes out after what I saw on Monday with that atrocity. Then, then yeah, absolutely. I welcome it. Hell, if I get, if I, if I could have make sure to avoid watching a, a raw that bad ever again, bring it out every week. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a damn. Like have it be like the, uh, the old WrestleMania arcade video game where you got to run the mountain basically. It's all these people. And that's, the, and that's the whole deal. Yes. I, I don't care. A- anything other than what that was on monday
0: so yeah yeah uh but yeah that's gonna wrap up the show thank you guys once again for listening uh to one nation radio here on lop uh we actually did a show over the weekend with the doc chad matthews located over on social suplex podcast network if you want to check it out premise is we are keeping as james mentioned earlier uh 40 male acts 20 female acts throughout the five brands of wwe we're cutting the trash anybody that we think should be fired we are firing their ass and (laughs) we're keeping only the people that you know like based on age uh future you know value uh star power talent everything like that but um yeah make sure uh you guys uh check out all the shows here on lords of pain radio we have the global revolution one nation radio here uh, sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan, Perfect Ten Wrestling, uh and the right side of the pond and all about elite. And um James, you got anything to say before we wrap this up here today? Should I announce it? Go ahead. Should I announce it or should I wait on the other network? I mean, it's up to you, man we got like 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 we got to say it on you know whatever whatever platform we on we got to, we got to speak to the people
1: okay so um uh, march 1st i and a co-host or maybe a rotating um co-host will be doing a rundown very similar to this show except for nxt and it will be a nxt retro show as well um we'll be going through because now it's Coming in, I think, February 27th will be the five-year anniversary of NXT on um, the WWE Network. So we have five years, so we're going to go back five years and watch, uh, start with NXT Arrival. That was February 27th yep. of uh, 2014, so we'll start in March. Um, we'll start that Friday, uh, and it'll be March 1st. Um, and also, we'll do that week's episode of NXT. Uh, the name of the show is called NXT Then Now Forever um hope you guys check it out it's very much so if you like this show you'll like that show because it'll be the same thing except just nxt retro in this one
0: yeah so you'll be you'll be seeing all the people that pop up uh, and see how their careers essentially played out. Yeah, um, we'll WWE. also have conversations throughout that, Yeah, yeah. So that should be a really interesting concept, totally original. And I, you know, I don't, I don't think I've seen anyone do a deep dive on NXT yet. So uh, this would be like among the first projects on the internet uh, that you see um, yeah. doing something like that. So there, i i actually um have some like I've seen people write some like kind of companion type books like where they looked at from arrival to NXT takeover Dallas and they pretty much would write uh like a little ebook of essentially about every mm-hmm. show that happened during that time so maybe I can like recommend that uh to you as kind of like a you know it's like a handbook of sorts so <laughs> well, uh Yeah
1: I'm I'm going to go through anything I can get my hands on to go through cuz I mean I you know especially cuz of you um you like the first person I knew that actually had the network. Um, and you would tell me about NXT or whatever. So you showed me a rival, I actually watch it with you. And I was like, damn, like that's a um Sammy's name match is incredible, right? Like that's the El Generico dude. Okay, all right, cool. And then, you know, like I never really watched, and then like the next next the very next show, um, you got the Charlotte versus Bet the Charlotte uh and Natalia match. I was like, dude, that's like the best women's match. Like I think I've ever seen out WWE, like a singles match.
0: Then you know you see Sasha Banks, and then you know the whole summer of fourteen is like Tyson Kidd, Neville. Yeah, they come in the, the, the front rise way of match. Sami right. Zayn, like that. Right, and, and that Sami Zayn run throughout two thousand fourteen was I. You know, I wrote about it at the time. It felt like you know this was his territory. This was like Sami Zayn was Dusty Rhodes, like in right. Florida. Like <laughs> it was it was nuts. So. Yeah. And, I
1: think, and then like, you know, I'm watching it, but I'm only, you know, I'm only just parachuting in for like, you know, their their special. So like it's a rival. And then whenever it turns in and start calling it takeover and it goes on from there. And, you know, I never really got into it until I never started watching the show religiously every single week until after Brooklyn um, four. And now that I do, Like, it's the only thing that's keeping me sane with WWE in any way, shape, or form. Like, I watch stuff on the network, whether it's um, TV, whether it's the the wrestling shows, whether it's the times I watch 205 Live, or when I watch NXT UK, or I watch NXT, or I watch like um, stuff like Chronicle with Becky Lynch, or Dean Ambrose, or Page, or Samoa Joe, or Nakamura. And I see all the great stuff they do and the stories they're telling. Cause they know their characters, and then I watch what happens on the main roster when they have Raw, and they have to fill three hours, and they can't be bothered to put they can't be bothered to look at the good the great stuff they're doing on the network and then put it on the main roster, and it just drives and it drives me nuts. But at the same time, while it's driving me nuts, I'm also thinking like this stuff is so great, and I'm glad that I like have my own network subscription. I watch this and I watch this stuff, and it, like this is feeding my my love of pro wrestling. While this, while we do this show, and it makes me want to pull the remaining bits of my hair out. <laughs> so, 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 like I don't know whether or not, like the high standard they set on the network is making me like look more at the main roster sideways, or if, or actually, if it's more of just is making me even watch any WWE to begin with anymore. So, um, just as a pre- so in appreciation, I want to just go back and go through all the stuff that I end up. You know, the stuff that I missed because I only got, you know, bits and pieces of it. But, like, by all accounts, from everyone I know, like, aside from probably, like, that 2007, like, after Nakamura left, yeah, like, NXT was always solid. And then, like, you go back, and that's back when it wasn't just a dead ringer show. It was actually really partly developmental, too, where you have likes of Charlotte or Baron Corbin or um, someone like a Bull Dempsey or...
0: I remember or him. whoever
1: else. So like they actually had people They actually put them on the card and let them, you know, work. Or so I I, I want to see like where some of these people or where people, where kind of where they gone since and follow the footsteps to see like how they're doing now or how they're doing then compared to now, how they kind of progress. Like it'll be fascinating to see Charlotte's progression because she will, she always have a good big match, but like you look at the performance she is now, with her selling and her facial expressions. She's even better even than when you thought. I remember, uh, I remember saying like to me, and you had conversations like, dude, she could be the best female they've ever had. Right. And like, sure enough, like it's on it's on that it's on that way or if it's not already the case. So um, I, it's going to be an interesting uh, project.
0: Yeah, man. I'm really excited to, to hear that. And um, I, I'm happy we did this show tonight when we did it, because throughout the day I was boiling So I think I settled down um, during this show, and I I didn't almost come off as angry as I was uh, earlier in the day about it, but this show was like, this made me consider, why do I watch this stuff? So... (laughs) um but yeah uh enough of us rambling on we're gonna get out of here because it is late and i need to get this show uploaded so um you guys have already heard this by the time uh, so don't worry about it uh this is rich <laughs> we are up out of here peace sorry chad